Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and this is The Checkup. This is Friday, so this is the checkup, and I'm always excited to have you here. And, and just so you know, if you haven't been following um, all too long or, or had a, an, an opportunity to sort of get my flow, get my trend, uh, Tuesday is the, the fix. I try to find things in the fix that we can make an adjustment to a correction and then sort of move forward in our decision, our recovered um, uh, aspect, our recovery direction, as it were. Then Friday with the checkup, I want us to take a look at ourselves and sort of evaluate our position and see what we can then that needs to be fixed and that we can begin to apply. So hopefully you've seen that trend. And, and if you're new or relatively new, um, that you understand that that is the the reason behind. They're not just uh, names to give a name. Otherwise, it would just be the Tuesday podcast and the Friday podcast. There is actually a, a method behind the madness. And so I want to welcome you to uh, this uh, this segment, this podcast. And this week, uh, this Friday for the checkup, it is getting out of our own way. Getting out of our own way. And I love what this podcast, uh, since last August, when JJ and I really started to get aggressive and revamp things, and we got together with uh, uh, John Barker, our, our web uh, uh, site administrator extraordinaire, and we started looking at things and really tried to revamp and get more aggressive in our approach to things. And so since then, my study into different topics has really become more varied and even deeper so I'm so I'm broadening out and try to take, dig deeper because the the audience has really expanded and I really want to thank you the audience for for helping me along the way because I have a lot of friends outside of AA and NA and the other 12 step groups I'm a part of who I've really noticed, I said, wow, I, I really like this aspect and that aspect. And and they're not addicted to substances, but there are people like you and me who once we have solved, as I discussed from Tuesday's podcast, once we have solved the drink problem, it's now facing life on life's terms, as it does say in 12 Steps um, Recovery, where we want to address the other issues, the other challenges, the other obstacles that will help ensure our daily reprieve, right, from, from the condition of addiction. And so as we go out of this, so when I, when I say something to you like getting out of our own way, right, I want it to be a universal topic that regardless of where you come from, in your need to get well or things you're looking to recover over or how long you've been doing it, um, we can find a place where we can agree. And 
I even became more of a student of understanding things along the way with certain authors that I have listened to in the self-help, you know, Tony Robbins and in, in understanding my personal power. Of course, as a Christian, the Word of God, which helps deepen not only my 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 uh, spiritual faith and foundation, but also the ultimate uh, guide to practical way of living, as I'm sure you have found in your various religious materials based on your spiritual approach. Then there's the other teachers along the way, you know, Stephen Covey and and uh, Zig Ziglar and Napoleon Hill and and even uh, Tom Hopkins from a pure sales standpoint. They're just out there. One of the cats that I really like, and if you and if you like American history and a world perspective on what's going on geopolitically, there is this um, there is this cat. Uh, named named Brian Suits, and he's on KFI out of LA. You can listen to his podcast, and it's a dark secret place. And Brian is sensational. Go check him out. Listen to his podcast, and he is unbelievably knowledgeable when it comes to world politics. So as I was doing the study for today's topic and the quote, I felt a little Brian Susich. I I felt a little dark secret place guy because it sort of lends itself to what Brian does. And getting out of your own way is came from a phrase. Let me give you a little background first. So 207 years ago, the, the British uh, Royal Navy and, and American forces, they went head-to-head over control of Lake Erie. Now, Lake Erie was really strategic because of her access shipping lanes to Canada. And during one of the battles, there was a there was a General uh, Perry. Um, and his flagship, the Lawrence, was was badly damaged. And this is significant here because 80% of his crew had suffered casualties. So he lost 80% of his crew. And in spite of that, he, he abandoned the ship, and he actually rode to the larger um, uh, boat, the Niagara, to resume the fight. Now, ultimately, his battle responses, even in light of losing 80% of his uh, crew on the Lawrence, which was his greatest fighting ship, he resumed the fight, and ultimately, his... His battle response forced Barclay, who was the general for the British Royal Navy, to surrender his entire squadron. Great background. If you ever want to look at some American history, early American history, again, this was back in 1813, you'll want to go check this out. This was really pretty pretty amazing, and I can actually make the whole podcast about this battle, but obviously I won't. I want it to be about getting out of our own way and just use this as a jumping off place to do so, because there's a great quote that comes out of it. Now, this was very historic and, and, and important and substantial because the British Navy had never lost a battle like this in entire British naval history. So after the battle, Perry, he would then send what would turn out to be a famous quote uh, 
to Major General uh, William Henry Harrison. Here's the quote. We have met the enemy and they are ours. Two ships, two brigs, one schooner, and one sloop. Now, pretty sensational quote. We have met the enemy and they are ours. It became part of a of a, of a larger message that was sent as a result of winning this battle. We have met the enemy and they are ours. What a what a great message of of conquering. What a what a great message of overcoming something that would otherwise seem insurmountable because again the status of the British Navy never having lost a battle like this and after suffering a defeat with 80% casualties from his ship, the Lawrence, he resumed. He got out of his own way of fear of defeat and he went on to win a great and wonderful battle. Not only did they take Lake Erie, which again was strategic shipping-wise, Lake Erie is like one of the 11th largest bodies of water in terms of lakes. Uh, and it's the fifth, uh, the fourth of the Great Lakes up in, up in the Michigan, Ohio, uh, Illinois area, New York area as well. Um, later on, that same quote was um, really satir- uh, satirically used by uh, a cartoonist by the name of Walter Kelly. And, and we have met the enemy and he is us. However, that was actually a quote from an Earth Day celebration in 1970. We have met the enemy and he is us. In other words, we need to get out of our own way because we're, we're being inconsistent, right? So, so, of course, the Earth Day message was, we say we care about the earth, but why are we depleting so many of its necessary resources because our actions aren't consistent with what we say we want? Now, sometimes I feel that the original quote is appropriate while at times the parody or the Earth Day celebration quote fits much better. So I believe that one indicates how we should view obstacles as something to overcome. We have met the enemy and and they are ours. So I really think that General Perry never, or Admiral Perry, Navy, uh, I, I think he never questioned whether or not he could beat and defeat the British Royal Navy in spite of the casualties, in spite of the British Royal Navy never experiencing this type of defeat. I think he already knew that. I think, I think his final quote, that we have met the enemy and, and, and they are ours, he, al- he always believed that. He always believed that he would win. Otherwise, why wouldn't you quit 
after suffering 80% casualties on your most capable vessel, the Lawrence, right? But he didn't. So the other quote as attributed or, or most famously made by, by uh, Walter Kelly in his Pogo um, comic strip, but, but more appropriately uh, applied or, or originated from Earth Day, the other is more about getting out of our own way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's not be inconsistent. Let's not say with the left hand that I want something while saying with the right hand, this is what I'm going to do, right? Gandhi, his quote is, is very applicable here. Gandhi said, we cannot do wrong in one department of life while attempting to do right in another department. Life is one indivisible whole. And I think when we talk about getting out of our own way in using General Perry's incredible victory, and then we temper that or contrast that with the, the quote that Earth Day in 1970 took from that, because whether the cartoonist Walter Kelly, you know, took it from Earth Day, and then Earth Day originally, though, took it from... Uh, Admiral Admiral Perry, the lesson is the same. We can view things as victory is ours in spite of the obstacles, but let's make sure that we aren't our own enemy by being inconsistent with what we're saying or wanting but what we're doing that could go against it. And, and I love what uh, Stephen Covey and I've learned from him over the years talking about being in alignment. You know, um, or I like to tell people that I want to make sure we're coloring with the same crayon, right? That there's nothing inconsistent with, with what I say I want and what I'm doing, whether it's within me or in connection with, anyone or anything else that I've enlisted as a part of achieving or accomplishing what I say I want. Does that make sense? I, I hope you understand the entire story. I, I don't want to be just a naval storyteller. I, I want this to, to really resonate with you in understanding General Perry or Admiral Perry, excuse me, and, and then even the Earth Day folks in terms of how, how this really applies to us in terms of getting out of our own way. Sometimes getting out of my own way means that I need to view something that I want as already being accomplished. I just have to complete the action that will get me there. And, and a lot of times you'll you'll see about visualization, you know, because conversely, I love the quote, uh, argue for your limitations and they are yours. Have you ever heard that before? Argue for your limitations and they are yours. 
In other words, if I say that I can't do something or if I say I'm inadequate, regardless of whether or not I can accomplish it or regardless of how adequate I truly am, I am inadequate. I do have that limitation. I do lack that resource. Why? Because I'm telling you that I can't have it. I'm telling you I can't accomplish it. I am telling you I'm not able to achieve it. Well, then I guess you're not. Regardless of the evidence, that's where anorexia really has a challenge because you can take an otherwise very lovely person who is self-body shaming, and even though their body type might say that they're perfect weight and they're very healthy, and yet for some reason they think they're overweight and so they need to starve themselves, right? They're, they're, they're taking this limitation, they're taking this perspective, they're arguing for it, and in spite of them being otherwise wrong, they're going to fight for it or limit themselves in that area of life. And, and as we know, uh, anorexia can and is often the cause of death. And it's unfortunate. And, and just like other areas, we need to get out of our own way. We need to dispel myths. We need to see victory as ours, and it can be ours, right? But we also, according to the Earth Day, requoting, reframing of that quote, we need to be consistent in doing with what we say we want to achieve. So here are just some of the things that I think we can do to really have the best of both worlds. To, in spite of any casualties along the way, as as my example of, of Admiral Perry and losing eighty percent with his when his ship the Lawrence went down, and then going and taking the Niagara and and defeating for really essentially the first time in in, in British naval history uh, in the Battle over Lake Erie, and then also getting out of our own way. So these are just again as I try to put to you, just random thoughts to challenge us, right? Not just you, the audience, but me as well. Because everything that I try to share with you, I'm learning to incorporate and more fully understand in my own life, right? Because we're in this thing together. I I often say, and I think I even ended uh, Tuesday's podcast with, you know, we, we get sick apart, but we get well together. So the same things that I'm using in my life are the same things that I think you should use in your life. That's why when I chat with Spo, you know, Anthony on Instagram and we share ideas and we resonate so clearly with each other or I, or I spend time with my friend Chris T or, you know, and, and Chris has been clean and sober seven years and, and Anthony decades and, and my sponsor, Will, you know, at 40 years, we, we all are in alignment over these things. So I hope no matter where you're at or even the folks at Annie's house or or I'll chat with um, uh, when, when I do my Zoom meetings with, uh, with Scott and Melissa and, and the folks at uh, Welcome Home Sober Living or anywhere else I come across where 
recovery is paramount and we're looking to get well and go from broken to whole together. These things I, I think are universally applicable. They affect us all. You know, my daughter Carol and, and her incredible response and 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 in terms of the podcast and the things that she's looking to do to grow. At the same time, my son Rob, the same way, or my daughter Jane or my other children, Kathleen and 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 Frankie, we're all trying to get well. Same thing with Laura. Laura doesn't have an addiction to substance, but there are things that Laura is growing in personally and professionally that we can all agree on. And I hope you and I find a, a common place as well. So here we go. Objectively evaluate what our main objective or goal is. What What is it that we are looking to accomplish? And again, whether you go from the, from the battle strategy of Admiral Perry or the practical save the earth approach of Earth Day back in 1970. What is the goal? Understand what it is, and we need to objectively evaluate it. And here's why it's important to be objective in our evaluation. The minute emotion begins to take root, really all bets are off. Once we become emotional, we become far too subjective and our approach or what our main objective is, is tainted or colored by emotion. One of the, one of the things that I really love about uh, uh, Father Martin's Chalk Talk, and if you've never had an opportunity uh, to to listen to that or to watch the video, go to YouTube and look up Father Martin Chalk Talk. To this day, and I've said it before and I'll always say it, to this day, the most powerful and informative talk on alcoholism and addiction that I've ever heard and maybe that I will ever hear. It helped revolutionize my understanding of not only me, but about what my path was going to be and how I approached recovery in the helping world. And, and, and I've been doing this as a vocation and an avocation for 30 years now. <clears throat> been clean and sober over 34 years, but I really decided 30 years ago that this was something I wanted to be involved in. That's why I went back to college to get my degree. That's why I've worked in various social model recovery, a DUI instructor in the state of California. I've worked in medical models with social model recovery in dual diagnosed facilities. I, I've gone into prisons. There, there's not an area of recovery, most major areas of recovery, that I haven't been a part of. And, and anyway, Father Martin says that it, we operate over the, the formula of I over E or intellect over emotion. And that is how we want to approach evaluating what our main objective is. We want to take an intellectual approach to it because if we operate E over I or emotion over intellect, then we're going to miss the finer points. The emotion can drive us to it, right? We have an emotional need to change, but we need to take an intellectual approach to the change. 
Because if we don't, we're not going to rely on statistics and practical thinking, we're going, which can be the steady to our course. We're going to be like uh, a, a boat without a rudder. Wherever the tide wants to take us, we're going to go. There's not going to be a captain at the helm, and we could end up anywhere. Anywhere. Again, that's what Covey talks about, about developing or establishing a paradigm, a way of thinking, a mental map, an intellectual map that will allow us to understand what our main objective is. Only when we can understand what our main objective is can we set the course to get there, and I'm sure that makes sense. Then we want to consider and count our resources. And this is where we really need to do in our checkup, right? We need to look inside ourselves and outside ourselves and understand what do we have available to us to achieve this objective. And if I don't have enough, how do I go get it in terms of emotional, spiritual, mental tools? Or maybe I need to enlist someone else who I know has achieved this and has the practical or or foundational understanding of what it takes to achieve this. And I need to count those as my resources. Then I need to develop a realistic timeline in achieving the goal. And understanding that it needs to be realistic, that's why I need to take an intellectual, not an emotional approach to it because I want everything now on an emotional level. I know I practically can't get there now because what I've got is today. And what I want to achieve is something much larger than just a short-term fix. I want a lifelong response or result, right? So I need to develop a realistic timeline. One of the things that I learned from Zig Ziglar years ago in his book, and he talks about it in See You at the Top, Zig talks about wanting to set a realistic goal to having his book done. So I forget the exact equation, but you'll understand from the example. Zig Ziglar said he wanted to have a book, let's just say 300 pages, might have been 187, I don't don't remember. But for the example's sake, he said, this is how many pages I, I want my book to be. Then Zig said, I want my book to be accomplished and and published by this date or finished by this date. So he had how many pages when he wanted to have it finished. Then he said, this is when I'm going to start my book. So he had a start point and an end point, and he knew how much he wanted it to be. He had all of the elements of the equation that he could then say, this is what I need to do every day, right? He took how many days he had between his start point and his completion point and what he wanted to accomplish. So he ran the mathematical equation and came up with the number like, I need to write 2.8 pages per day. So he knew what he needed to do. So he developed a realistic timeline in achieving his goal. Then what he would do, we would monitor our progress along the way. So we would know if we were on target. If if we weren't in terms of not writing a particular page, we knew we would need to increase our average from 2.8 to 3.1 pages per day. Again, 
going back to the Zig example of writing this book. And if we knew that we were we were ahead of that, that's great because, you know, as long as the goal is met, there's no one to say that that measured goal can't be achieved sooner. That's fantastic. That means we were really gaining momentum and we were utilizing our resources and maybe we were just accelerating. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. So we would monitor the progress along the way to see where we were at. Then I think it's very important, don't be discouraged if the progress is coming slowly, especially if it's something we've never accomplished before. Don't be discouraged. Again, we can readjust that timeline out as long as we are honestly uh, looking to achieve or approach because sometimes life happens and natural obstacles come in the way and maybe things unforeseen, even no matter how, how quickly or how accurately we believe we're counting the costs and looking at things as we evaluate moving forward, sometimes things happen and it deters us or distracts us from our goal. And maybe we need to just take a time out, set it aside, go handle something that could sabotage it altogether and get back to it. So don't be discouraged that progress is coming slowly based on something that was unforeseen or maybe something took a little bit longer than we anticipated because maybe we didn't count that particular cost more effectively. Then we want to understand that smaller battles can win wars. Don't look very necessarily for the knockout punch right? If, if you are a fighter or if you've ever watched certain battles, cage battles, boxing matches, wrestling matches, especially my dear friend Aaron Peterson from Achieve Today, he's a big wrestling guy, really big, and, and he's, he's a very accomplished wrestler. Um, he's a wrestling coach. Uh, his son wrestles, very, very big wrestling advocate. And it's not about necessarily getting someone to tap out But what if you had a particular hold, you had a particular reversal, you had a particular takedown, you would get particular points from that and you would win incremental battles along the way to win the match or win the war, right? So don't always be looking for the knockout punch. Know that it's the incremental uh, victories or battles that we win along the way. Just like over time, a very rough edge rock can be smoothed out by the constant continual drip. The Bible says that the that the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man avails much, right? The the fervent and effectual prayer. So over time, prayer, 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 prayer avails much in the terms of overcoming darkness and things that would challenge our particular growth. Understand that we have to share what we learn and have victory over. We have to do that. We have to be willing to give away what we've been given in order to keep what we have. That's just a law of the universe. It is a spiritual mandate. When The Bible says, and again, whatever your spiritual equivalency is, I'm sure you have something that will work for this. 
We are the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind as your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself, right? And that love is not a noun. That love is a verb. Love is a verb. You know, Laura knows that I love her, not because I've been telling her for over 31 years, but I've demonstrated to her. I've shared my love with her in personal experiences and deeds and acts of kindness and acts of love and caring and sharing. And I get to keep that relationship with her and it's grown unsurmountably powerful. Nothing can separate us because what I've learned and had victory over, I share. Some of the greatest relationships you and I will ever have are the relationships where we've invested in someone else based on the victory and the things that we have learned. Haven't you found that to be true? Certain relationships I have with some of my favorite people like Wendy and, and Angie and Susie and, and Tess and Chaz and countless others are because I have shared victory with them and what I have learned. Susie, I've known for a number of years, and Laura and I met her once when we were on vacation in Florida. We've never met Wendy, but you would never know it. We've never met Angie face-to-face, but you would never know it, right? But we've shared what we have learned and what we've experienced and the victories we have had. And, and invariably, we get so much back from them in that relationship because we have shared. Again, I will say it once, I'll say it again, I'll continue to say it. People who don't receive are people who don't give. And if I don't give what I've learned in my victories along the way, I won't get to share in your victories along the way as well. So let's go back to the battle. We have met the enemy and they are ours, right? Anticipating victory, anticipating the win from Admiral Perry and his great win with uh, the British Royal Navy uh, over Lake Erie, or even from Earth Day perspective. I don't necessarily agree with all of Earth Day. But that doesn't mean that their quote isn't substantial because we have met the enemy and it is us. And he is us, rather, was their quote. I need to use both as as a way of seeing victory in spite of taking on tremendous casualties. And I also need to see that I can become my own obstacle and that I need to do these things along the way. I want to thank you so much for being a part of what we do at Recovery Guy. I am honored. And if you could see the grin on my face right now as I say it, you would know I mean it from my heart. You mean so much to me that you are an integral part of my recovery because you are my avenue to share. I have learned so much and gained so much and my energy has increased since I've accelerated my outreach, and now I'm doing the Zoom meetings um, with with six different recovery centers, communicating in ways that only new technology could allow us to do. Pablo is killing it with our search engine optimization to further outreach, 
You know, JJ is continuing to produce finely engineered podcasts. You know, uh, John Barker is just a master of making sure everything gets up on time. And my daughter, Jane, is really integral in, uh, in, in helping make sure that our social media, our Instagram exposure is high. You know, and then I have things like my daughter, Carol, saying, way to go, Pops, keep doing it. Or my son, Rob, saying, you know, Dad, you're really on the right track. I I understand this. Um, Or even the confidence and the encouragement I get from the critique and understanding I get from from Laura. So all along the way, we encourage each other along the way. We, We do this because we are a family. The recovery is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope that we can solve our common problem, right? And you know what our common problem is? We were once broke. That is our common problem. Broke from what? That's for you to decide. We got sick apart and we will get well together. We can go from broken to whole. We can become weller than the well. And it starts by taking a checkup and understanding what needs to be fixed and then taking the proper steps to fix it. Thank you for joining us at recoveryguide.org, our major podcast channels. Through recoveryguide.org, you can find everywhere else we are at. So check that out. Let us know what we can do to go from broken to whole together. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying-